What's good, everybody? This is your boy, Manny, and this is another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. So, coming off of a big win, um, we are excited. We beat the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, and now the treat that we get is the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, I understand that they are 5-7 and seven, just like us, but they are not a team to take lightly. They are still talented defensively, even though that they're missing a lot of people on their defense. Some of the matchups that we're going to get into is you look at the quarterbacks. You got Alex Smith taking over. He has 1,300 yards plus so far, four touchdowns, five INTs, but his leadership is what has propelled the Washington football team to plenty wins this season. I say plenty wins because ever since Alex Smith took over, pretty much they're winning games. Alex Smith is 8-5 in his last 12 games, so you got to give him credit. Sorry, 13 games. you got to give him credit. Alex Smith is doing his thing. Um, I mean, I was one of the guys that was kind of like down on Alex Smith. I'm not even going to lie. You know, I'm still not an Alex Smith fan, but I'm happy for him. I'm grateful for his comeback. He's doing his thing right now. Um, then on the other side, you got Nick Mullins. That's going to be the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, if you look at um, quarterbacks that have thrown for the most yards in their first few starts, Nick Mullins is up there with the rest of them. You know what I'm saying? So he's at 1,900 yards passing. He has nine TDs and nine INTs. So when you look at Alex Smith and Nick Mullins, they don't have a great touchdown to interception ratio necessarily, but both quarterbacks are giving your teams what they need. If you look at Nick Mullins, he's a guy that can sling the ball. He, 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 he gets lots of yards. Okay, It might not always translate to wins, but he gets tons of yards, and you can't be mad at that. So um, we look at the running backs. Washington football team, we have lost Antonio Gibson, not for the season, but at least for this game. You know, he's right under 700 yards rushing right now and has 11 touchdowns. If you guys listen to the last few pods, I was saying that Gibson needed to average 71 yards a game in order to crack a thousand yards. At this point, I don't even care about the stats anymore. I just want a healthy Gibson going into the playoffs if we are able to make it with four games left. 49ers, like I said, are going to be a tough, tough task. But we look at the running back on the other side, and it's Raheem Mostart. He's a guy that played very, very well last season. When the 49ers brought in Tevin Coleman, um, people were thinking that Tevin Coleman was going to be the featured back, which they tried to make him the featured back, but he couldn't break away from the rest of the guys they had. They had Breida last year. They had Mostart. And Mostart was the guy who came out of nowhere literally took the job and became the number one running back for the 49ers. So you got to give him credit. He's a very good running back. He's been injured this season. And if you play fantasy football and if you've had this guy on your team, it's pretty frustrating because he'll play a game, he'll play two games, and then he's very, very good. Then he misses four games, comes back, play another game, then he's out again. So right now, the dilemma for the 49ers is that Jeff Wilson is playing very well. That's another running back that they have that kind of pretty much came out of nowhere. So if you understand the way that Shanahan likes to run and stuff, you can never trust his running backs in terms of fantasy. But in real life, he runs the ball very well. They always have one of the best Russian offenses in the league. Even in the down season, 
they still run the ball very well. So that's something that we have to keep an eye on as we approach this game. Now, we move on to the wide receivers. You have Terry McLaurin, who's right at under 1,000 yards. Has a few yards to crack to get to 1,000 yards, and I believe that he's going to hit that mark. Um, Terry McLaurin has been nothing short but amazing this season. And um, like I said in previous pods, it was a blessing to get this guy in the third round. He was not a guy that we drafted thinking that he was going to be a superstar. A lot, of pe- a lot of people thought that Kelvin Harmon was going to be a superstar. You know, I was one of them. I mean, I like Terry McLaurin coming out of college. He's definitely was on my list of wide receivers that I wanted. But to be honest, I did not know that Terry McLaurin was going to blow up like this. So he's right at 71 catches right now. He definitely has a chance to crack over um, 1,200 yards, 1,300 yards. Um, then he has a chance to crack over um, 100 catches as well. And I mean, if he does that, that's just going to bode well for him. Um, I think if we had um, no knock on Alex Smith, if we had a better quarterback, Terry McLaurin would definitely have more touchdowns. Uh, Three touchdowns for a guy of his talent is just crazy to me. But hopefully in these last four games, hopefully he can get more touchdowns. If he can get three touchdowns in in the next four games, that would be amazing. I mean, you can't ask for nothing better than that. Um, on the other side, the wide receiver over there that's been leading this team is Brandon Ayuk, first round pick. Um, this guy has been amazing. He's right under 600 yards right now, four touchdowns. Magnificent rookie. Debo Samuels is another good young talent that they have. But Debo Samuels has been out with injury. He's finally come back and he's healthy. So that's something to look at. Then you want to look at the matchups within the matchups, okay? You want to look at Nick Mullins versus the Redskins, <laughs> the Redskins, the Washington football team's um, defensive line. Nick Mullins is a guy that takes chances, so I do expect Nick Mullins to, to get an interception or two. He's one of those guys that's going to sling the ball. He's going to try to create plays. He's going to try to do too much at times, and most times that always hurts him. So, I'm hoping that we can get pressure. We can get some sacks. I would love to see us get about four to five sacks this game to kind of put our stamp on this game. Yes, the pressures are good, but I really want to knock Nick Mullins down and make him fumble the ball. Let's make him throw some interceptions. And if we can do that, we have a high, high chance of winning the game. Now, on the flip side, you want to look at the pass rushers for the 49ers versus Alex Smith. I know Joey Bosa's gone. I know a few of the guys are gone, but guess what? They still have a pretty decent pass rush. So they're not a team that I want to say, oh, they're not going to do this or they're not going to do that. You know, they're still going to be a tough out. So you don't want to take what they do for granted. Um, You want to look at the, um, the running game, you know, with Antonio Gibson being out and it being Peyton Barber, the 49ers are actually decent at stopping the run. Okay, so what we'll need to do is we'll need to establish the run. We always start off slow, right? So if we're starting off slow, most times it means that we have not established a run game. Run game is going to be important. You know, um, I'm pretty sure that the that the fans are tired of starting slow and then having to come back. Yes, we've come back from 17. Yes, we've come back from 14. We've come back from double-digit deficits this season. We're one of the uh, best second-half teams in the NFL. 
But at the same time, it would be nice to have a first quarter lead. It would be nice to score in the first quarter. It would be nice to score in the first half. It would be nice to go into halftime with a lead. So how do we do that? The running game has to be key. Peyton Barber is going to have to play one of his better games as a Washington football team player. Um, We're going to need J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick is more effective in the passing game, but we're going to need them both. We've had success to where we we run the ball, then we get into like the red zone, and guess what we do? We run the ball. So I'm not worried about you know us necessarily not running the ball well in terms of yards, but I do know that if we get into the red zone, we're going to run the ball. That's what we do. A lot of our touchdowns, if not all of our touchdowns, come from running the ball into the end zone opposed to passing the ball. Um, also, when you look at the wide receivers, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuels are going to be tough. Then you got Kendrick Bourne out there as well. Um, but Debo Samuels, he's strong. He's fast. He's elusive. He's more quick than fast, but he's a guy that we're going to have to cover because he's not the beat you over the top kind of guy. He reminds me of a Golden Tate type guy. When Golden Tate was young, Golden Tate was a beast. Golden Tate was very effective. And Debo Samuels can affect the game. Like, I mean, he's not a slot wide receiver. He's not an outside wide receiver. He's just a football player. You know, literally, he looks like a running back, honestly. But when he gets the ball in his hands, he creates magic. Brandon Ayuk was a do-it-all wide receiver. So that's going to be a tough task for the Washington football team. We've been playing uh, duos of wide receivers and trios of wide receivers, and we've been holding our own. So I got to be proud of our young, uh, our uh, not young guys, but our corners. Um, Jimmy Moreland has stepped up. Um, you have... Uh, 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 Fabian Moreau, you know, pitching in. You have Darby, who's playing exceptional ball. You have Kendall Fuller, who's playing good ball at times. Um, didn't have a good game versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, but this is a chance for him to redeem himself. So I- I'm not sure who's going to guard who. It's going to be interesting, but I do know that Jimmy Moreland is definitely going to be in the mix, and I love what Jimmy brings to the table. Uh, Deshaysa Everett has been amazing since he stepped in for us at the free safety spot. Cam Carl has been amazing at the strong safety spot. So the secondary is looking better. Um, you know, obviously we need to continue to improve, but the secondary is looking better. So I'm really intrigued to see how we defend the 49ers passing game. And we know Nick Mullins likes to sling the ball. He loves to throw it. He doesn't care if he gets an interception or not. He reminds me of a, a young Brett Favre. I'm not saying that he's going to be as good as Brett Favre. I'm not saying he's as good as Brett Favre. So you guys don't kill me on this take. But Nick Mullins is a gunslinger. He's going to sling the ball. And if he has an opportunity to do it, he's going to do it. If he gets time in a pocket, Nick Mullins, is he's decent. He's a nice young player. He's a nice up-and-coming player. I see Nick Mullins as a guy that's going to be a starter in the NFL for, for a very long time. So don't sleep on Nick Mullins. But... As we proceed, for me to give you what you need. Nah, but uh, seriously, um, the Redskins, Washington football teams, um, offensive line has played well. Morgan Moses is doing his thing. I, honestly, Morgan Moses deserves a Pro Bowl nod. Brandon Sheriff, he's been more good than bad this season. Uh, Switzer has been good. I mean, just... 
it's just a whole testament to the whole offensive line, man. They're working really, really well together. Um, so let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Because like I said, the 49ers still have a pretty good defense. They still have a pretty good defense. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. I think the offensive line is going to play well. If the offensive line can create some holes for Peyton Barber and J.D. McKissick, oh, man, then we're going to have a field day. So let's look for what our offensive line looks like versus this defensive line that's still very good, even without Joey Bosa. Um, so, I mean, Nick Bosa. <laughs> I mean, the Bosa brothers are nice. Um, then what I want to look at as well is special teams. Everybody has been down on Dustin Hopkins. You know, folks are, folks are ready to kick this guy out of town. But when you look at it, Dustin Hopkins has played ball. He, I mean, he played ball this very last game. So you got to give him credit um, to hit three out of three field goals. And one of the field goals being almost 50 yards. Got to give him his credit. So special teams are something that I'm definitely looking at. Hopefully, Danny Johnson can give us some good returns in the kickoff game. But honestly, we don't even want a lot of kickoffs because if we're getting kickoffs, that means that the 49ers are scoring a lot, right? So we don't want a lot of kickoffs. But in the limited opportunities that we that I'm in, you know, hoping that Danny Johnson does get to return kicks, I'm hoping that he, you know, gets us into good field position. We need it's about time we get a kickoff return. I think we're due for a kickoff return. Um, hope it happens. We need something on special teams, either a kickoff return or Steve Sims in the in the punt return game. If we can get a special team score, that would be that would be amazing. Also, I would love to see a defensive score. I would love to see a pick six. I would love to see a fumble return for a touchdown. This has been something that the Washington football team have not done in the past few seasons, which is you know, returning kickoffs or returning punts or returning, you know, we cannot depend on just the offense. We have to be sound on all parts of the game. The special teams got to be special. The offensive, you know, attack has to be special. Defensive attack has to be special. So I'm looking for, I'm looking for the special teams to make a play or two that kind of set this game apart. So when we look at Who's questionable? Who's not? Um, we have Morgan Moses, David Sharp, and Brandon Sheriff as the three offensive linemen that are questionable right now. But I believe they play. Then you have Antonio Gandy-Golden, who has who's eligible to be activated. Pretty much he started practicing. Okay, so he has a 21 day window to be activated. And I think he does get activated. But what one thing that I'm hoping is that when Gandy-Golden does get his opportunity, I hope that he maximizes it because the season is almost over and he has not played. So if he can get on the field and do something positive, that'd be great. I would love to see him run a few routes. I'd love to see him use like we're using Cam Sims right now. We're, we're, we're going to get into Cam Sims in a minute. But um, Antonio Gibson, he's doubtful. He's most likely I'm 99% sure that Antonio Gibson is not going to play. Also, for the 49ers, you have Tom Compton. He's questionable. You have Emmanuel Mosley, Kiwan Williams. They both are uh, questionable. Uh, you have their center and Debo Samuels, questionable. But I believe that all these guys play. Now, let's get to the storylines of this matchup. We got Trent Williams coming back. 
Well, not coming back, but playing as, you know, a former team. You have Mike Shanahan. You know, he's going to be playing his former team. So, I mean, you have all kinds of storylines. And it just seems like every time that Shanahan has a chance to to uh, destroy us, <laughs> he does. You know, he'll say things like, you know, he has no ill feelings to the Washington football team and blase, blase. But why is it that you continue to, you know what I'm saying, mess with the team? Like, I mean, if if everything was fine, if you left, I said Mike Shanahan, I'm sorry, I meant Kyle Shanahan. I mean, if Kyle Shanahan left D.C., right, and he's been, you know, here and there, you know, he's doing his thing. He's a pretty good coach, and he's a great coach when it comes to running the ball. But... A lot of times people want to anoint these coaches like the coaches do everything. Like if the coaches are out there on the field. Here's how I feel about the whole situation. Like I remember when Kyle Shanahan was gone. He was doing his thing in uh, ATL. You know what I'm saying? He was doing his thing with the uh, with the 49ers. Took him to the tour. Super Bowl. And all you can hear is, oh, Kyle took this team to Super Bowl. And then McVay took this team to Super Bowl. But then we saw what McVay looked like last season when... The talent was not producing. Then, okay, then what is it? But McVay still led his team to a, to a 9-7 record. Great coach. But I'm saying, people cannot just anoint these coaches like they're just like the greatest of all time. You know, they're very good coaches. But the thing is, you look at the 49ers. With all the injuries that they've had, you know, now lack of talent, right? Guess what? They look like the Washington football team when the season started. Right. But you're not going to talk about, oh, the you know what the 49ers are, are doing wrong or what's not going right. Coaching wise, it's, it's just I mean, it's just how the media is. You know, you were hearing Mike. Shan- I mean, Kyle Shanahan, great coach. Oh, this and that. But what's going on this year? So as much as the coaches can coach at the end of the day, you still need talent. Ron Rivera is doing an awesome coaching job with the lack of talent that he has on the Washington football team. He is out here developing guys. You look at what Ron Rivera has done this season. He's gotten guys like Logan Thomas, who had an amazing game uh, this past week. You know, Logan Thomas, a guy who played quarterback, a guy who's been in the league trying to find his way as a tight end, and it hasn't worked. And then when Ron Rivera signs Logan Thomas, everybody's pissed off, including me. I'm like, what? Who, who is this guy? Why is it that we can't get better players? Why is it that we're shopping at the dollar store? Well, we're shopping at the bargain mart, right? That's what we heard in the offseason. But guys like Logan Thomas have stepped up. He's going to have a career year. He has a chance to crack over 600 yards receiving. And if he can do that, that'll be amazing because th- that was definitely not a stat that I was thinking that he was going to accomplish. To be honest... I thought that he was going to be around 400 yards. He has surpassed that, and there's still four games left. Okay, so there's there's a chance where he can get 50 yards receiving in, you know, every game the rest of the way and end up with over 600 yards. That's amazing. He has outplayed guys like Austin Hooper, who we've wanted, right? But I believe that Logan Thomas is going to be key in this game. He is, I mean, he's running great routes. He's going across the middle. I mean, he's catching the ball, and when he catches the ball, he tries to knock somebody out. 
Logan Thomas is a dog, man. He's a dog. I like his mentality. And um, he's a pretty good athlete. He's a pretty good athlete. He throws the ball very well. They try to run some options with him, even though that it failed on that fourth down play. I'm not even going to talk about that play. On our own side of the field, you go for it on fourth down. I mean, that was just... That could have been the season right there. But thankfully, we were able to overcome and win the game. But Logan Thomas is just doing everything that we want from him and more. I mean, he's been amazing. He's been amazing. Cam Sims, he's another guy that has stepped it up. He is definitely stepping it up. And, you know, he's showing that he's making a case for, you know, wide receiver three or wide receiver four after this season. Really, doesn't matter who we bring unless you're bringing in a big name from free agency like Allen Robinson. That's who I want. Um, some guys want Corey Davis. Corey Davis has been all over Redskins Twitter um, <laughs> these past few days. I don't see nothing special in Corey Davis. But we're going to talk free agency when that time comes. But Cam Sims, um, I would love for him to uh, build upon this game. If you look at what Cam Sims has done the last three or four games, it's been amazing. You know, he had that 110-yard game. Um, he had that game where he caught like four passes for like about 50 yards or so. So Cam Sims is getting involved in the offense. Uh, I would love to see guys like Isaiah Wright get involved, but it's like you can only play but so many guys. <laughs> and we're not a high-octane offense. We're not a, a, um, a high-passing offense, even though that we've seen Alex Smith air the ball out a little bit. Alex Smith, like, he's playing some of the best ball that he's ever played in his life, in my opinion. I mean, I'm loving the Alex Smith that I'm seeing right now. He's actually throwing the ball. And I think for me, that, that has always been the biggest knock for me, is that Alex Smith does not throw the ball. So, Looking to, I'm looking forward to Cam Sims stepping up. I'm looking forward to uh, Logan Thomas stepping up. Um, if both guys step up, Terry is going to do what Terry does. And Terry is going to have a tough matchup versus Richard Sherman. But I think that Terry runs circles around Richard Sherman. And then not only that, Terry McLaurin has moved all over the field. So that's a new evolution to his game. So I'm looking forward to that. Um... Let's see what happens on that defensive line. Um, I think that Chase Young versus Trent Williams, that's going to be the match that we all have been waiting for. I mean, this was the match that we thought that we would get in training camp had, you know, he had um, had Trent stayed. You know, there was a time when, when we were thinking that things will be worked out and, you know, we'll be able to keep Trent. Matter of fact, <clears throat> Trent has been talking to the media saying that there was a time when things could have worked out. He was almost close to coming back. Um, he said that he talked to Ron Rivera. And after talking to Ron Rivera, he saw that him and Ron Rivera were going into two different directions. Then he says things like, it's not about money, but you always bring out bring up the money. You bring up the money, you bring up the money, you bring up the money. You wanted more money. We didn't give you more money. Now you're saying it's not about the money. It's about respect. Well, what is it? The guys who did the things that they did to you are gone from the organization and you still left. So at the end of the day, it was all about money with Trent. So um, I'm looking forward to destroying Trent on this field. Um, I have nothing against Trent. He's a great player. I wish him the best. I mean, I was happy for him when he went to the 49ers, but it just goes to show you there is nothing guaranteed. 49ers were supposed to be a team that repeats supposedly going back to the NFC Championship. And a few injuries here, a few injuries there with George Kittle and Bosa and uh, um, Jimmy Jimmy G. 
turned their whole team around in terms of not being a good team. So things happen. So Trent Williams goes to a place that he's supposed he's, he is supposed to win, right? But now he's not winning. And then you have the Washington football team who was not supposed to win, but all of a sudden they're winning. Even though both teams are five and seven, but at the end of the day, Washington football team has a greater chance of making um, the playoffs than the 49ers. The 49ers are in a tough division. Man, you got Seattle out there. You got the Rams. I mean, that's a tough, tough, tough division, man. I can't even lie. Uh, oh, yeah, in Arizona. You cannot forget Arizona. So, hopefully, Arizona takes care of the Giants this week. We need Arizona to win. But at the same time, we control our own destiny. We need to win. We need to win this game. So, big, big game. Big, big storyline. Ex-Washington football team coach. Ex-Washington football team uh, left tackle. You got Debo and you got uh, Ayuk versus our up-and-coming corners uh, secondary. Hopefully, Troy Ackby doesn't get on the field this week. I have no problems with Troy Ackby getting on the field in terms of special teams, but I don't want to see him back there as a last line of defense for us. Um, also, you got the storyline of Raheem Mostart being healthy. You have Jeff Wilson. They're fighting for uh, uh, carries. So Shanahan does what Shanahan does by going with the hot hand. So that's going to be interesting right there. Then you have the storyline of Terry McLaurin, Cam Sims, and Logan Thomas versus the 49ers secondary. So let's see who wins that matchup. And of course, you have the, the biggest storyline, which is no Antonio Gibson. How do the Washington football team run game look like? I mean, we cannot look like Pittsburgh and expect to win this game. We're going to have to get some yards. As a team, if we can get to 100 yards rushing as a team, I like our chances in this game. So I believe that the Washington football team win this game with a score of 30 to, I'll say 20. 30 to 20, Washington wins. I'm expecting, um, I'm expecting some touchdowns in this game. I have a good feeling about this one. I'm not knocking the San Francisco's defense. I'm not knocking their scheme. I just think that, uh, you know, we remember what happened last year. We remember that game. It was raining. Um, you know, they beat our butts. Uh, I think it was like, was it 9-0? Or was it 9-3? Something like that. I mean, it was low scoring. They beat us. But we but we hung with them toe-to-toe. And... Um, you know, people were saying, oh, the Washington football team only, you know, hung with them because of the rain. But, I mean, Troy Ackley had his first career interception in that game. I remember that. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I mean, we played very, very well. We just couldn't win that game. And then, of course, Shanahan with his mouth, you know, bad-mouthing us and blase, blase, talking all this trash. So, we have not forgotten. We have not forgotten. You know, um, we had tons of injuries. We made no excuses, Right. I mean, we played how many quarterbacks last year? All right. <laughs> so, hey, Jimmy G's out. I get it. Kittle is out. But, hey, who hasn't had injuries? We've had injuries. So, this time, we we going a little bit more healthy, and they're going a little bit more banged up. And, I mean, hey, they are a team that represented the NFC. So, I don't want to hear that stuff about injuries. We all have injuries, right? 
Um, they're supposed to be the better team, right? So they're supposed to win the game. So I don't feel sorry for them. Um, but all I'm going to say is that we have not forgotten what happened last year. And this is a revenge game. Um, I want to see Chase Young destroy Trent Williams. I want us to, man, if we can score 35 and keep them under 10 points, I would be so ecstatic. I would be so happy. So we got to win this game. This is a must win. Uh, the next game does not get any easier. We have um, Seattle coming up after San Francisco. Then we have um, Carolina in week 16. And then we close it with the Eagles. So these are four games, four tough games. I'm not going to say that one game is tougher than the other. They're all tough. You know, I say run the tables. I say get to nine wins. Nine and seven would be an amazing feat. Seven wins is what's most realistic. Eight wins is definitely doable, but I would love nine wins. If we can get to eight wins, that's great. I mean, especially how we started to have a non-losing record and win the division would be amazing. And also, there is a slim chance that the two NFC East teams that are fighting for that top spot right now can even sneak in with the wild card. So, uh, I mean, that would be crazy. Wouldn't it be crazy if the Washington football team and the Giants make the playoffs? Oh, man. If that happens, I just don't know what to say. Because, obviously, the NFC East was the weakest division by everybody's uh, uh, standings and, you know, talks and sayings and, you know, being a laughing stock of the league. But if you look at what the NFC East did last week, Beating the Pittsburgh Steelers and then the Giants beating uh, Seattle. I mean, doesn't get any better than that. So, guys, this is the episode. Uh, be sure to follow me on uh, on Twitter, Back Row Redskins. Um, follow me on YouTube, uh, Talking Sports with Manny. Everything that we do here at the Back Row Redskins show is funneled into that YouTube page on Talking Sports with Manny. Um, Hey, be sure to hit me up. If there's a take uh, that you that you don't agree with, let me know. Call me out. I love it. Hey, I love to talk with uh, our fans um, back and forth. Uh, this is what it's all about. It's a fan podcast for the fans of the Washington football team. Um, as far as the name change goes, let's see what happens. People are falling in love with the Washington football team. Um, I still don't like the name, but I'm, you know, hey, let's let's win games. That's my biggest thing. Let's win games. Let's keep the colors. All that will take care of itself. Um, we got some offseason stuff uh, to talk about. We got some uh, up and coming guests that you guys are going to enjoy. Uh, once again, you're listening to the Back Row Redskins show. You guys be blessed. <laughs>